Okay, 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 okay. Yo, we live. Hey, what are you saying? Let's go. Let's get it started, B. So this is our first episode of Game for Game. Yo, hey, yo, how you feeling? Let's go, man. I'm excited, bro. I love this playing tournament and this playoff. I'm excited, bro. All right, before we jump into that, let's talk about Game for Game. What is Game for Game about? Game for Game is a platform for major sports discussions, live actions between us and y'all. Yeah, and also we'll be doing a lot of cool things like having other guests on here talk about their experience and what they think about the leagues and everything that goes on. So you excited, yo? Let's go, man. I'm excited. I'm ready to talk my shh all here. All right, so let's start with the playing tournament. What did you think of it? Bro, I love it. I love the new format. I love the whole action that's behind it and anticipa- anticipation between us. And it's fun. It's come down to one game and everyone's excited for that. Do you think this is something the NBA should continue to do? Or do you think once the world goes back to normal, they should just do the regular 82 season game and then playoffs? I think they should go back to the 82 game season because at the end of the day, that's where championships are also glorified in between amongst men from different generations, different eras. So everyone wants to play, say, oh, I got I got to play 82 games. So it'll be fun going back to it, but we'll see how the whole NBA adapts after this pandemic and we'll see how that format looks like. Okay, so let's talk about all the games that happened in the playing tournament. So the first game was the Boston Celtics versus the Washington Wizards. I know you and I both picked Washington Wizards to win. What do you think happened? <laughs> we bro, both fell on that one. Bro, we both fell on that. But give credit, though. Give credit. You know what I mean? Jason Tatum is that guy. No one can't dispute that anymore. A 50-piece? Bro, a 50-piece. Oh, he's different, man. That was a one, That was one clean game he put on. You remember when RIP when Kobe was out here, he was getting mentored by Kobe, and every shot attempt that he was taking, every position on the court that he was at, that was all Kobe. You seen the turnaround jumpers? That fadeaway. He's been working. He's been in the gym in that lab. So talk to me. What do you what do you think about Kemba Walker's game last game? Because I'm not a fan of Kemba. I told you. I told uh, you. Kemba, when the when the bright lights are on, he is on. Do you think? Jalen Brown not playing helped Kimba shine the way he did. 100%. 100%. Because remember, he was playing in Charlotte where he was the guy. Yeah. Then he came back. It's not a, You're not asking him to be the second guy. You're asking him to be the third guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And most of the time, he has the ball up and down. So the majority of the time, the ball is in his, in his hand. So he has to be a, a facilitator first before he looks for his shot. Yeah, that's true. Because you got you... two all-stars on the wings. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So it looks like Boston put up a really good game. What did you think about Washington's game? Washington came in a little bit antsy about it, you know what I mean? And Bradley Bill wasn't healthy coming into the game, so you had to be worried about that. But I felt that Russ, let he never let the game come to him. You know, yeah. he forced the game. He was going at it in a, in, a, in a more different way of going about it, you know what I mean? Like, he just he was just too hungry as opposed to letting the, feeling the game, letting the game come to him. But that's another shout-out to... You know, Coach Brad Stevens, and I don't know you're not a fan of that guy, but I'm telling you, he ha- there's a system behind everything. All the madness, there's a system. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about what happened to Washington because we both had them with Bradley Beal and Westbrook being healthy and Jalen Brown going down. We're like, okay, you know, this is an easy pick. Washington's going to win the first game. But with Beal scoring 22 points and Westbrook scoring 20, Tatum himself beat both those players. Because remember, Tatum, he was making shots 
where it's it's a part of the game. It's, a, it's fr- from the floor of the game. Those guys were making difficult shot attempts. They're getting difficult looks coming off pin downs, coming off the curl. So everybody was out on them. And especially in those pick and roll actions, they're allowed to blitz. So Boston, give credit, Boston defensively was was there. And your number, they got that dog. They got that pit bull. Marcus Smart. He's not going to allow certain things out on this court. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I, I can't blame that. Um, so let's jump to the second game of that day. Was the Indiana Pacers versus the Charlotte Hornets. I had the Pacers winning that game. You had the Charlottes. What happened? <laughs> that I was one you. of the first predictions that you got right. <laughs> I, I told you. But listen, Sabonis came out to play. Sabonis you know what I mean? is a You called the triple-double, and he did get his triple-double. But He was one assist shy of a triple-double. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah, then, 20 and, boards, though. No, that, that, that's different. You know mm. what I mean? Like, Russ can do that, and he's doing that. I mean, listen... Like, give credit to, to that team. You know, they came out, they started fighting, you know what I mean? But I was surprised. I thought Charlotte could put a, pull that off. But, again, I guess the inexperience and being the youth that they are, it's, it's, it's part of the formula. So, you, you got me on that one, though. Indiana Pacers had eight players in double-digit points. They smoked these guys. But remember, the pressure was on them, though. 100%. You know what I mean? So, like, they were supposed to win. So, Charlotte was the underdog. So, you can't really give credit to something that you're expected to do. Yeah, I'm not giving them credit. I knew they were going to... I my pick was Indiana <laughs> to be Charlotte, so I knew what they were gonna do, and they did what they were supposed to do. That's all you're gonna stick. So by I'm not. I don't have no problem. I with don't. It. I don't blame you on that, man. I don't blame you on so that. So talk to me. What do you think about the, the Hornets' future, though? It's they, looking they bright. Have, no, they they finally have pieces to work with. You know, they got Bridges. They got uh, Gordon Haywood. They got. Now they gotta do something about that point guard situation. Terry Rozier, or you're gonna Lamelo. You know what I mean? What do you want to do? And Graham, yeah, so yeah. the back the backcourt is kind of loaded, but for good purposes, you know what I mean. They have that's a good problem to have, you know, when you have too much talent. So I mean, we'll see, but they they do have pieces to move forward. They just you know MJ got to get a couple things right, you know what I mean. Just let let the front office do their thing. Mick Cupcheck is over there from the Lakers, so you know let him run the thing over there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. So we'll see what happens. I, I, I personally believe that next year, if Charlotte stay healthy, they are going to make a lot of noise. They're going to be the Atlanta Hawks or the New York Knicks. Yes, Knicks-ed that, that is the best comparison. Yep. Just so like Atlanta. Yep. We'll, we'll see what happens next year, man. It'll be literally fun to watch. I'll miss the commentator the most, but it'll, it'll be fun to watch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't want it to be an expense to the Raptors. So let's see how that works out. So with that happening, Boston beating Washington... And Indiana Pacers beating Charlotte. Washington and the Indiana Pacers now have to face each other for the eighth seed. Washington won that game. What do you think about that game? I think Washington, they learned from their mistakes from the other game. I think Russ understood like what he needed to do right against Boston. Boston kind of showed a whole crowd of, of players. They clogged the paint. So Russ had to be more... He had to be more of a thinker. So he understood, like, let me get the others involved first so it doesn't become me, me, me at, at all times. So I like how the balance attack was. And also, remember, Bradley Beal came out big, too. Yep. Westbrook having 15 assists. But what's crazy is Sabonis got a triple-double that game. I told you. He can get his numbers. He didn't get his it's numbers. It's the but... others that we have to watch out for. And those guys couldn't perform two games in a row. Yeah, I just feel like with... The Indiana Pacers, they could have had a really scary team. Taking their injuries, Miles Turner, Chris LeVert. That was uh, a big pickup. Yeah, TJ Warren and Jeremy Lamb. 
These are not scrubs. No, they're not. They, they're they, not. These guys can ball. No, they could ball. They, they have they have a nice feature though. Yeah, if these guys can stay healthy next year, I really think Indiana Pacers are a team to beat. And remember, Brogdon just came back. That's why they 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 won that first game. You I personally I mean? believe that these guys are going to be a top five team in the East. Chill out, okay? They, top five in the East. They're not going to be no. Toronto's in yeah, that stamp mix. Yeah, it right now. They're going to be in the mix. Toronto's in the mix. Mm, Toronto, no, stop. Just stop. I'm telling you, Toronto's going to be a top five team next year. With the team that they have right now? Or are, you, some or, pieces. Are, or are you think Masai is going to pull some magic, get Giannis when no. he loses in the playoffs again? <laughs> Giannis, Giannis is comfortable with that 250 Milwaukee. I don't think he wants to leave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't even want to leave too. Like, you know? So now we have the Boston Celtics finishing seventh and the Washington Wizards facing, finishing eighth. Now we jump to the West. First game was a beautiful game that was we had that the was warriors against the lakers i'm telling you man king king lebron man you hear what he said he said he, he shot the ball and he saw three rims <laughs> see this is what happens when you live in la for a while you know <laughs> he's from akron ohio yeah. so you know, cj mccullum was on him cj mccullum was tweeting this guy's an actor the man said what this guy saw three rims <laughs> ripping him listen you gotta promote space jam is all right he has to promote that you know what i'm saying but lebron came out big and and that was a good showing for for the Lakers. They needed that. They needed to see that their their captain can can have a game like that. You know what I mean? So it's 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 a good true testament to LeBron for him being prepared and like always. And you know he's on a mission too. Just a fun stat. LeBron got a triple double that game too. You know, a lot of triple doubles been going around. <laughs> hey, look, if guys that can do it, LeBron is part of that. LeBron is capable of doing that. 100%. But I think it was a good sideline. LeBron getting 22 points, 11 boards, 10 assists. And then Anthony Davis as well getting 25 points and 12 rebounds. Do you think this team is good enough to make noise in the West? Yes. They struggled against Golden State Warriors. 100%. But I don't think they were at 100%. I don't think they're f- fully healthy. Remember, they still got some pieces over there. You know what I mean? So I like, I like how they're built. But it just takes a while for them to gel because of injury. But... LeBron, when he's prepared and he has time for you, trust me, he's showing up. Yeah, he's sitting there in the, on the on that TV screen watching every possession. It's going to be different. I just I just personally think that like don't get me wrong, I'm a Lakers fan, but watching this, you guys struggled against one player. Even though Wiggins went for 21 points, they literally struggled against one player. Yeah, Curry because he was 37 points. Yeah, because they're in a the playing tournament. Obviously, it's only one game, but. When you you know understand how to play the team because it's best out of four right so who's yeah. the first to four so once you understand then you're gonna think okay this is what I'm gonna give up and this is not what I'm not gonna give you know what I mean so yeah. they needed more more than one game but that was an important game that they got though so that's good yeah so with the Lakers winning they moved to the seventh seed which that means they're gonna face Phoenix Suns damn the the, the homies are going against each other Chris Paul and him banana boat the banana boat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can't, the believe second it, game. <laughs> can't believe that went on its own with that yeah, one. Man. Different niggas. Second game we had was the Spurs and Memphis. So for the first game, we both picked the Lakers to win. The second game, we both had Memphis Grizzlies to win. Why did you pick Memphis? Because of their youth. I think with John Morant, you know, Dylan Brooks, Jackson, like they got some pieces, you know, and your favorite guy, Valentunas, you know. JV, shout out JV. Bro, that guy's a guy. 23 and 23. No, he showed up. He showed up. But remember, he has playoff experience with the Raptors. So 100%. he understands what, you know, when it's time, you know. But I just felt like Memphis had just a youth with them that I feel like, you know, they needed. They they could pull this off. And, and shout out to them. They did. Yeah, great team. Uh, Dylan Brooks, 24 points. John Moran, 20. And Valanciunas, 23. 
It's a recipe for success. If they can, can if they can do that consistently in the playoffs, then there will be a scary there will be a scary out, I, especially for a team that is expecting to win. Like there's the pressure's not on them. Oh, they're, they're, these guys are just gonna have fun. They're gonna ball, have fun, and when there's no pressure on you, and you just go out to play ball. You're gonna play ball. 100%. When there's pressure on you, you always think about yo. I can't make this mistake. If I make that mistake, my coach is gonna set me off. All that pressure's on you. You're not just having fun playing ball. You're just thinking about it way too much than you need to. And and that's the fun part about being young is the the mistakes are gonna happen. The f ups are gonna happen. But it just you just gotta go with it. Yeah, you just gotta learn, grow, and make sure it doesn't happen next time. So with that being said, Memphis Grizzlies winning that game. That means they face Golden State Warriors. That game finished in 117-112 in overtime <laughs> for Memphis. Is that a shock? Because we both had G-State <laughs> winning against Memphis. I thought Golden State would pull up just based on them being their veteran club. You know what I mean? Especially with Steph there and Draymond. But for the young dogs to be in that game and for it to be just from a fan perspective, for it being in the, in, in the playoffs and also at overtime, I mean... That was a big game, you know what I mean? And it, I think it gave a lot of confidence to that young ball club. Memphis is on a roll right now, but we will see. But I love I love what they brought, and I love the youth that they came with. You know what I mean? I like that. I, I was completely shocked watching this game. I told you about John Morant, B. No, nah, John Morant's a guy. No one's going to mistake in that, but John Morant went 35-6-6. Six and six. Stephen Curry went 39-4-5. and five. Does that sound like a second-year Player? That's scary. Are you kidding me? That's scary. He showed up and he said, yo, I know you're the best point guard here. I think I'm top five. I'm going to show you the world why I think I'm top five. On a big stage. Win or go home. On a big stage, he came up balling. Win or go home. You know, and he took that challenge facing Steph, you know? And and I like that. It wasn't easy, but it was a well-rounded game for Memphis, in in my opinion. Right? But... What what's what's scary to me is what's gonna happen with Golden State Warriors. Is this something that they have to think about, or are they just gonna be like, well, we didn't have Clay Thompson, so who cares about this season? <laughs> that's a that's a big Clay Thompson. You know, yeah, he, yeah. Clay he not, makes a big difference. Yeah, he's just not he's not you a normal know? guy. He's one of the no. top what second best shooter after Curry in the league. So, yeah, that's the best. That's the best backcourt right there. The Splash Brothers. That's the best. And remember, he also brings defense. So oh, he yeah. brings a different element to the game yep. that people over overlook at him, and he's a great defender, right? So yes, bringing him back is gonna make a huge impact. But remember, they're asking the young guys like Poole, all these young guys that haven't been proven, haven't been in the league that long, to play major minutes and contribute at a big stage, right? Yeah. And right away, like they're not, you don't have time to baby you. Look, you gotta go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like when your mom kicking you out, you figure it out, brother. Like no, yeah, I mean, was... you can't come here. Yeah, it was go time right off the jump for these guys, these young bucks. All right, so after t- speaking about the playing, let's jump right into the playoffs. What do you want to talk about, East or West first? Let's just spice it up a little bit. Let's just start in the East and make our way to the West. You know what All I mean? right, first round matchups. First seed, Philadelphia 76ers <laughs> facing the eighth seed, Washington Wizards. Westbrook versus Joel Embiid once again. 
Hey, man, this, that, this is going to be a little bit interesting with this one. You know what I mean? They have a little bit of rivalry going on, too. You know what I mean? And I like it. It's friendly. I like it. You're not supposed to like the other guy. Like, I, no I get facts. it. It could be homies, whatever. But when we're playing a game, like, I don't even like you, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like you, bro. Yeah, Westbrook said himself, his only, his only friend is the basketball. 100%. You know what I mean? And you may be surprised, but... It's not gonna be an easy. It's not gonna be an easy series for for Philly. Seriously, I, no. I think Philly has they have they have things to prove. Like you cannot just come in and think you can just sit on the couch. No, you gotta ask permission. Like you know what I mean. Like you're not just walking in like you're you're blessed. No, Washington is gonna give them a fight, and I think they're gonna pull off two games. And I call it in Game Six. In so six games, Philly's in six. Philly's in six. Philly's gonna win that because I, just too much talent. No, I personally believe that. This game, this series going to five tops. You think Washington's just gonna get one game? I think Washington wins one game. Off of just pride, man. I like it. Just yeah, off just of pride, game. they're gonna they're gonna get two games. No, for me, it's like you got Embiid, Tobias Harris, and Ben Simmons. You're not stopping all three of them. But it's but, not. But, but what? But, but they what have I'm, to prove something. Yeah, these guys now with Doc Rivers being there. Putting the right pieces around and beat, I really think this is a good looking Philadelphia 76-16. And I don't think Washington has enough players or people to stop Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid while they have one of the best defensive players in the league and Ben Simmons, who's going to check Westbrook and Beal. So, so you consider Ben a good defender now? He's, right? he's, ben Simmons <laughs> is top three in my opinion. Easily top three in my opinion, no debate. No, but obviously off talent and off, on off paper, obviously they're supposed to win. They're like, it's supposed to be easy win. But because like I said, it comes back to being prideful about what you do. You know what I mean? And Westbrook and Beal, they have too much pride to be swept or to only get one game. Right? So I just think they're going to get two games. And Philly's going to get tested in the first round. But it's good for them moving forward. But I still call it in, in six. All right. So, Ayo has Philly in six. Zuber has Philly in five. Right let's go down. To the next, let's go to the next one. We got second seed. Brooklyn Nets faces seventh seed. Boston Celtics. This is going to be... This is going to be very interesting. Not just from what Brooklyn has to pull off. Because we've never really seen... All three of those superstars play together for meaningful games. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, they have to come up big because the bright lights are on and you're in New York. You know what I mean? Brooklyn. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? And Brooklyn has a certain swag about them. So, you got, we're going to see how they are. But to be honest, for Boston, if they can get a one game out of this, it's a very successful season. Based on what they had to deal with. COVID yeah. injuries. And you know what I mean? So, if they can pull off one game... That it's, a, it's, it's a successful season for them. This series would have been interesting if uh, Jalen Brown was playing. 100%. It would have been interesting. I'm not saying Brooklyn would, uh, Boston would have won, but I'm saying this series would have been interesting. Oh, 100%. Like, I, not, I, it's not a cakewalk. No, I think if Jalen Brown was there... It's they, not a cakewalk. It, I, I think it's going to be a seven-game series. Yeah, six or seven in my opinion, yeah. but going to Brooklyn. But without Jalen Brown, like, I, I don't know. I don't see Boston winning two games. I see Boston winning one game and that's it. But remember, there's fans now, right? Yeah, but you're playing two games in Brooklyn. It's hard to play in Boston. TD that's, Garden, that's it's true, hard to play over there. You got Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. That's just too much, fi- that's no, just that, too much power over there. 100%. That's and too it, many superstars yeah. on one team for it to be a... 
maybe they might <laughs> maybe they might win in Boston one game. Nah, they're taking a game in Boston, going back home in five and in the series. We're gonna see how how good of a shape James Harden is it's in. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna see. Like it's the gonna guy, be fun. The guy looked like he took off a uh, tracksuit when he went from Houston to <laughs> Brooklyn. This guy's in tip top shape right now. We'll see. You know the memes are gonna be coming soon, so we'll see what kind of what kind of person he is this time. You know what I mean? But again, Brooklyn's supposed to win. And if Boston gets one game, it's a very successful season for them. All right. So we both got Boston one game. Now, to the next one, we got the Milwaukee Bucks versus Miami Heat. Let's go, Jimmy. Jimmy. I'm telling you, Jimmy is is out for revenge. Like, I think he himself doesn't care what other people say about him. Like, he just yeah. comes. You know what I mean? He's an old school cat. You know what I mean? Come... Come to work early, get your job done, no nonsense, and let's keep it moving. You know what I mean? And that Miami culture where Udonis Haslam and D-Wade built over there in, in Miami, I think Pat Riley obviously being the guy, the GOAT that he is, like they're not playing around. So Eric Spolstra too, a great coach. Yeah, you know what I mean? So these guys, these guys have, they're on a mission. So I think it's not going to be a cakewalk. I think this one's going to be a game seven. You think game seven? Game seven. And because... They have Drew Holiday and P.J. Tucker. I think they will pull it up in Game 7 because it's going to be in Milwaukee, obviously. Mm-hmm. And with their home crowd, I'll give it to Milwaukee. But it's going to be interesting. I'll call it Game 7. You're saying Game 7 for Milwaukee Bucks versus Miami Heat. Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable Damn. with that. Hmm. I don't know. I think, I think this year Giannis is a little bit different. I think he's... We've seen him hit threes. He can't hit free throws, which shocks me. Because <laughs> you're, you're hitting threes, but you're not making your free throws. But I think the pieces they put around him were actually even better than what he had before. He needs shooters. I know. Getting Bobby Portis, Drew Holiday, PJ Tucker. It's just, yo, that's a great set and of guys. they're not young guys. They're veteran guys that have been in the league, that have been tested. You know PJ Tucker I mean? is different, man. That guy is different. Nah, he when he was playing in, in in Houston, like he was a big factor, especially coming down on the defensive end. He yeah. was their defensive stopper. Well, think about it. Just like how James Harden just drives straight to the basket look for that kick, Giannis is gonna do the same thing. hundred percent. That's I, why I, they brought him. I think Milwaukee's looking really good against Miami this year. I think it goes in six. Really? I think it's six, and I don't think I think Miami wins in close games. And I think Milwaukee wins in blowouts. Yeah, but they they get an answer for guys like. Hero, Duncan Robinson. Yo, Hero has not been the same. Kendrick, he, he, Kendrick Nunn is not is not playing. He's not playing bad. He's a great baller, but come playoffs, that bench gets smaller. <laughs> and for some reason, they believe in this Tyler Hero. Everybody on his case from last year, but he is not the same player this year. Bro, I'm telling you, when you when you chill in Miami, like there's a different vibe over there. Dude. Yeah, I, I, I for me, it's just like this guy's not the same anymore. He's not the same score that he was once. Duncan Robinson's obviously going to give you, what, 9, 12 points a game. I just think Miami might get... Miami for sure will win one game. Maybe two. Bro, Miami's going to... Miami's tough, man. I'm telling you, bro. I, I, Bam, nah, man. like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Bam is one player. No, Bam but I'm Jimmy. saying, but he brings different skill set to that position. Yeah, I know. Those, like, Jimmy Butler and Bam are consistent. You know what you're going to get from them every single night. But the other players... Goran Dragic... He's he's nice. I he's give just, you that. He's I, I nice. Think he's the X factor. He is he is going to be the X factor. Tell me about these lefties, bro. 
But there is, there's just something about Drew Holiday now playing that point guard position and it's going to lock down the next guard on that team. Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, uh, Goran Dragic are going to have to deal with Drew Holiday, one of the best defenders in our league. Yeah, but I think they can do it though because on the other end, they, they also have to guard him too. Coming off pin downs and Miami does a lot of screens. They like move, right. they space the floor. You know what I mean? They don't they don't just hog the ball like that like Houston. You know what I mean? Yeah, the when it's three moves. seconds, I give it to you, you better knock it. Like they're not playing that style. You know what I mean? Like so it's more of a flow. Like there's everyone's touching, everyone's getting a flow, and it's gonna be early in the shot clock. Yeah. So they're gonna have more possessions where they have to guard space and man. So that's hard to do, as opposed to just guarding a man. So you're telling me you have the Bucks in six, seven? I say seven Bucks. All right, I got them in six tops. So I believe five, but I'm saying six just to be on the safe side. <laughs> Look at this guy. You know, I don't need people He's coming for me after. Him, no, no, I'm just going to be completely honest. And the last matchup in the East, which is going to be a fun one, in my opinion, we got the fourth seed New York Knicks and the fifth seed Atlanta Hawks. New York. They're back. <laughs> when was the last time they made the play- uh, playoffs? Do you, do you even know? I believe maybe it was maybe 2013, maybe. Or is it the year like when Melo was there? I believe so. I believe when that, Melo. That, that was a fun team to watch. No, they were nice. Melo, JR, Shumpert. Yeah, Shumpert, yeah. guys. Yeah. But what do you think about the New York Knicks this year? First of all, they're a very surprising team. Like, no one, I don't think no one expected them to be this, this good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we knew they had a new coach, Tom Thibodeau. You know what I mean? So, the one impressive person on that squad is Julius. I mean, Most approved. And obviously, hands down, but I believe his improvement on both ends of the floor, not just on offense, but on defense as well. Like, he's shocking. He's making the threes consistently, and he's being a more facilitator than he was before. And, like, who sh- it's shocking for that. But also, give credit to, to New York. They brought in guys like Taj Gibson. They brought in Derek Rose. Obviously, they have a relationship with Tom Thibodeau with Chicago. So, obviously, so they have something that they can hold their hat on. But, like I said, give credit to them. You know, they, they came out. And they're also top 10 in defense. Yeah. Rando, yeah. He finished the season 24-10-6. and six. Which is a crazy stat line, in my opinion. It's he was an solid. all-star. He was an all-star this year. Yeah, he played definitely played like an all-star this year. For me, I, I do think Atlanta Hawks is a good team. I like how they have their point guard. They have John Collins. And they have a lot of bunch of other players that do what they're supposed to do. You know, so, some shooters, man. Yeah, so for me, it's going to be a fun, a fun series. This is like what the kids are going to want to watch. 100%. Because these both these teams are young. They're entertaining. So we'll see what happens. But I personally believe with the experience on the New York Knicks side, they're going to take this one. Most people don't understand. Like the, the Atlanta Hawks, they got Lou Williams. You know what I mean? He's an Atlanta kid. Lou. You know what I mean? He's going to be the strip club. <laughs> He's missing games. That lemon pepper over there. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be on fourteen day protocol. <laughs> at least, at least he doesn't have to take a flight over there no more. He's already there. But you know what I mean? They got new Williams over there, so yeah, like that's a that's a steady vet. You know what I mean? Been there. He, he knows the moment, so he's gonna help the young guys over there. So Atlanta, like I said, I still go with Atlanta. I'm still with them. You have Atlanta being the Knicks, hundred percent. Oh wow! How much? I think Atlanta's gonna get this game. In six. I'll give New York two games. Wow. So I got the Knicks in seven. 
You think it's going Game Seven? I think it's. Gonna, I think it's going to be a, a back and forth series. Literally nah, back and forth. Nah, no way, Game Seven. I think Game Seven. Listen, New York is not ready for it to be that kind of Atlanta a spicy. Atlanta has life. no business being in the playoffs this year. In my are, opinion, are you kidding me? They got lucky. Did you, did you understand what they did? No, they got they super got, lucky. Think about got, it. Charlotte, uh, uh, Lamelo Ball goes down. Charlotte was top four. Pacers, all their players go down one by one. Raptors should have been in the playoffs. Remember, remember, they had an in-season coaching change. You know what I mean? They didn't believe in their old coach. You know what I mean? That, so that's the worst part about it. That doesn't help. It does because they were balling so. as soon as Nate Miller came back. Damian was an assistant with them, and now he moved over a chair. Now he's the head coach, and they're playing for him. You know what I mean? So, and he's giving them confidence. You know what I mean? So you think the coach made that much of a difference to help Atlanta get over the hundred percent fifth seed in the East? A hundred percent, and also remember they have Gallinari. That's a big pickup in the offseason for them. Yeah, he's solid. You know what I mean? So he's like he's been there. He's played in the playoffs. He understands the game. He's yeah. not he's not a rookie. You know what I mean? So be, just because of that, and they're very talented on the wing. Super solid. They're super loaded over there. But for me, I go over experience and defense in the playoffs. Bro, what do you mean experience? You know the last time when the New York Knicks been in the playoffs? Not Derrick Rose. Experience. That, I think Derrick Rose and Tom Thibodeau. Gallinari has are, experience. You're comparing Gallinari to Derrick Rose and Tom Thibodeau? You're talking about experience. I'm asking you a question. Are you comparing them to? Well, between... between you compare the little Gallinari to Derrick Rose. Obviously not. That's a former okay. MVP. Come on, I gotta put some fl- right. respect for that. I was, you know just, I was I mean? double checking. <laughs> Come on, bro. All right, so you got Atlanta in six. I got New York in seven. So let's jump into the West right now. Looks like it's gonna be a fun series in the West. Bro, that that conference man is different, bro. I'm telling you, he is different. So first round being Utah Jazz number one seed facing the Memphis Grizzlies number eight. Do you think Memphis even wins a game? I think Memphis will just get one game because remember the fans are back. You know what I mean, and they're gonna get they're gonna get some confidence coming in when they play at home. You know what I mean, and the crowd is they have a very amazing crowds over there, man. I'm telling you, Memphis, they, they, have they a great really team support. To watch, man. Yeah, they got a lot of support there, so I think they'll get one game. But I'll give it to you, time five. Yeah, I I think Utah get gets it in five two. I would think I would say sweep if Donovan Mitchell was healthy. I think Donovan Mitchell being healthy with him, Jordan Clarkson, who's balling out of his mind right now, and you got Rudy Gobert in the paint. I just feel like if Donovan Mitchell was 100%, this series would have been a sweep. I mean, it, it helps if Donovan, Donovan was playing... You know, prior before the playoffs, like, you know, he had some momentum coming in. But I think just even if he was playing, I think I'll still give Memphis a shot because, you know, but I, I still like their game. I like their players. You know what I mean? Like, they're tough. And I like, like, they're just, they're just that team that just is always there. Like, you're just like, you're not even supposed to be here. Like, why are you here? Like, it's that homie, <laughs> yeah, that, homie be- that just keeps wanting to be on you. Like, he's just always rolling, but he's just there. It's crazy. They beat G-State for that last spot, man. I wish... Golden State Warriors would have been in the AC. Then I think we'd be having a different conversation in how much games Utah wins. Yeah, because there's a lot of pressure. That means they got to guard Steph. Uh, big, big problem over there. You know what I mean? So, what do you have Utah? I said Utah in five. All right, I think I'm, I think I'm going to go Utah in four. I think that's going to be the, <laughs> the, bring the sweep. Out the broom? That's the broom. <laughs> Someone called TNT. They bring out their broom. Yeah. <laughs> 
So this, the next seeds are Phoenix Suns versus the Los Angeles Lakers. This one, this one's gonna be a little bit more interesting and more a little bit upset. You know, yeah, I think there could be an upset in this one. And like, let me ask you this: Who do you think is the underdog in this? Even though the Lakers are the seventh seed, they're not the underdogs. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you that yeah. right now. They are not the underdogs. They're a team that went through injuries. Like, their best players going on. You had freaking Kuzma being a star on the team or Andre Drummond being the best player on the team. And it's just like, now with AD and LeBron being healthy, you've seen what they did to G-State. The numbers they put up alone. 100%. So now, I just feel like... With a team like Phoenix, they're the underdogs. They 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 are the second seed. No, I but agree they with are you. The underdogs. I agree with you. I think they are the underdogs, but they're a very scary underdog. You know uh, what I mean? They got. And I'm telling you about this leadership quality that Chris Paul has. Oh I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yo, me, leadership that, is not gonna get you points. <laughs> it gets your organized to get points. So yeah, you know what I mean? I, I I just feel like with DeAndre Ian going down, there are chances. Went out the window. Completely no, out the window. No, it hurts them. It hurts them because, like, they got who's going to guard AD. You know what I mean? Like, AD's a big problem. Like, he's not somebody. And also, they got Drummond. So, like, that's just too much of bigs in the paint for somebody to guard individually. You know what I mean? And with the presses of LeBron and his confidence coming into the playoffs. So, I mean, like, but remember, it comes down to Phoenix and uh, Devin Book. Booker, like if he can come out strong and set the tempo and set the the, the, the standard how, how Phoenix is gonna play, then they have a shot. They have a shot. Yeah, hopefully they'll have a better shot. Hopefully DeAndre Ian makes his return during the postseason. But with or without him, I think Lakers win this series. I think it changes from them winning it in six if DeAndre is not playing. And then if he does play, I think they win in a seven. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with you on that. I think, yeah, if, if he was playing, then it's gonna be games up to game seven. And if he wasn't, yeah, I agree with that. I, I like that statement. I think that would be a great series to watch. And I think, I believe. Hold on, would you bet on this game? Uh, I don't know. Because I, I, I put money on LA. I have to. The problem with me, I can't. I can't bet with my team. You know, I'm gonna be betting with emotions, not being realistic. Where I'll pick every four games. I'll pick Lakers, 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 Lakers. But for me, I just think the Lakers are gonna win the series in seven, six or seven. I just don't know which games they're gonna take. Just based off talent, all right. Yeah, based off talent. That's true. I'll give you that. I'll based off talent, talent, experience, all of that. Yeah. I let's go to Denver. We got Denver versus Portland. Damn, I think this is the best series, first round series up to date right now because I just think this is just two teams that are just, there's just some dogs with them. You know what I mean? And I think they have the MVP with Denver, with the Joker. Joker. You know what I mean? I think he was going to win MVP. And obviously, not having Jamal Murray and not knowing the status of Will Barton into this, into, into this series. It's, it's going to hurt them a little bit, but Portland is coming in hot. You know what I mean? They got experience. They got the leadership. They got the guard play. 
You know what I mean? And it with Portland, their X factor is their center, Jokic. Uh, Nur, uh what's his name? Uh, Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah, you Nurkic. So if he comes in and he plays his part, then Portland has a big chance. I like that guy, Nurkic, and and his canter off the bench. They got two solid centers over here. Two solid big guys. I just but, can't believe you just said Enes Kanter and you made it seem like... No, I, I, I ain't saying either. You, oh. you just made it sound like... No, I'm just talking like, yo, you know, like... Like, like on the, 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 the Sky Report, I'm just like, oh my God, Enes Kanter. No, no, when he gets no. on the court, if you don't box out, that's a, that's an offensive rebound and, a, and two points. 100%. Yeah, he does, he does, the, he does the dirty work, so and you need that on your team, so... <laughs> I think for this series, the player to watch is going to be Aaron Gordon. Because we already seen what uh, Michael Porter Jr. could do in the playoffs. We've seen what Jokin could do. We've seen what CJ can do. We've seen what Dame can do. It's his time. He wanted out of Orlando for this opportunity. And remember, in Orlando, he wasn't playing for nothing, really. Yeah, absolutely nothing. He was playing for fun. <laughs> so, like, now these are beautiful games. So now you have to see him, how he treats these games. Because yep. everybody's watching you now. You know what I mean? And you're playing beside an MVP. Yep. You know what I mean? And so, so you, your name is going to be called upon to do something. <laughs> you know he has to. He has to. He, <laughs> he came into this team being the fourth option, in my opinion, after Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., and Joker. Now that Jamal Murray's out, you're going to get a lot more opportunities to score, create, be a, a threat on the court. It's just a matter of time if he actually does it or not. No, he has to be aggressive, especially in the offensive end, because there's going to be a lot of pressure on... Uh, and the Joker to make every play, so he's gonna see a lot of double teams. He's gonna the defense is gonna focus on him. So if guys like himself can get himself going, especially early, I think Denver will still have an opportunity. But that's the, like I said, it comes down to Portland and their guys just being who they are. They're gonna. I think this is gonna go Game Seven. Mark it down, Game Seven, Portland. Game Seven, Portland. You think Denver could bang out three wins without Jamal Murray? In the playoffs against Portland. Denver's going to win, you're saying? No, I'm asking you. You think Denver's... You said Portland in seven, right? Yeah, Portland in so seven. So Denver's going to win three games. I think Portland... I think, yeah. I think Denver can. I, I don't know. I feel like there's so much on the line here for Portland. 100%. They have to win this series. 100%. And I feel like if they don't win this series, their coach can... Kiss his hot seat goodbye. No, he's on the hot seat, though. Yeah, he's gone. He's, <laughs> he's gone. On the hot seat. If they don't make it out the first round, he is a definite goodbye. And and that's fair because 100%. he's been there a while. You know what I mean? He's been there for a while, like more than five years. So Yeah, I personally believe Portland, just because Denver's underhand. If Denver had Jamal Murray, I'm, I'm going Denver. Easy. But because... Jamal Murray's not playing. I'm going to go like Portland in six. Man. He's solid. Like no, he's last tough, year, uh, during the, the bubble, a lot of people were talking about, is he the best Canadian? And no, no, he, he deserved to be in that conversation, though. Yeah, exactly. And he's going up against a two-time MVP. 100%. For, in that conversation. So it's kind of crazy. So he, he, can, <laughs> he can ball. He can no, 100%. ball. 100%. Shout out to all the Canadians. You know what I mean? Representing us all over there. I respect that. You know what I mean? So that it shows how Canada has gone... We're growing. You're growing, bro. It's growing. You know what I mean? All right. The last round of the playoffs, which is an interesting one. We got the LA Clippers finishing fourth. Dallas Mavericks finishing fifth. Luca. 
Luca's gonna be very, very motivated for this game. For these for this series right here, he is definitely gonna be motivated. Remember what happened last year in the bubble and all that, what was going on with the Clippers and all that. And also remember, this this is a big time game for the Clippers. Because if they choke in this first round, oh my goodness. There's gonna be a lot of pink slips. You know what I mean? When they give you pink slips, you gotta go, brother. Like, beat it. Yo, you gotta go, man. Beat you know what I mean? Like this is this is their season. Like they gotta be ready for this, and I don't think this is a easy matchup for them. You know what I mean? Because Porzingis is gonna be there, Luca's gonna be there, and that's a supporting cast. Like they're very underrated. They have some guys that can play. Do you know what's funny? Apparently, um, they were saying that the LA Clippers were tanking so they don't face the Lakers. Do you believe that's true? <laughs> In this league, you can't be dodging nobody because they're gonna come. But I don't know. I I don't believe that. But if that was their strategy, <laughs> well, if that was their strategy. It's gonna work because the only way Lakers and Clippers face each other will be in the Western Conference Finals. But remember last year, the Lakers were waiting for them to beat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know what I mean. Playoff, the Lakers are sitting there like, yeah, like, you know what I mean. That side backward business. That yeah, pandemic George. With. I'm telling you, you know what I mean? But I like the addition what the Clippers did with Rondo. You know what I mean? I think his leadership is going to be felt, especially when the game is tight. It's in the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? And you need a basket. So he's going to come clutch in that position. But like I said, the Clippers have the more advantage as far as talent depth. But we will see. And I think based on what the history between these two teams are, I think I still will go with Clippers and I'll pick them in, in six games. No, I, I don't disagree with you one bit. Um, I don't think Dallas has enough around Luka, especially Porzingis being so weak and fragile. I feel like this guy's going to freaking get injured first game, done. And Luka can only do so much. Like, we've seen what he did last year to these guys. So, and I personally believe I'm going to give Paul George, I'm just going to allow him for what happened last year in the bubble. No, I think, I think he's going to come out hungry. Like, everyone's yeah. tired. Yo, so he's I'm gonna tired of this. Him. I'm going to allow him for what he did last year. <laughs> but, but, I, I have to say, if this guy does not come out and play at, like, scoring 25 points per game, all his bullshit about what he said last year was going to be all cap. 100%. But remember, it's not only... Paul George's depression on two. No, no, no. 100%. I'm just... I'm talking about him right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shows up. We know what he did for Toronto. <laughs> Man, bro, it's a ring. We know Kawhi is going to ball. That. I respect He's that. He's going to ball, but for Paul George, you need to take your game to another level. You need to become a superstar. 100%. And he's, and he's moving like he is, right? Yeah, so, well, right. That's regular season. You got to wait for the playoffs because last year, regular season, he was blessed. And then come playoff time, he called him, oh, playoff P. I'm like, nah, bro. I'm done with P. That's, that's what it was. Even though he said he was going through things, but let's just hope that the Clippers can actually pull this off. I got Clippers in five. Oh wow! What, what, you, you just baked up Luca. Like, <laughs> Luca's my guy. I love Luca. You're gonna Luka. give him one game. What? One game. He's one player. Bro, you came up for the energy. Nah, like, you're yo. one player. Then you have to go up against Reggie Jackson. Friggin. What did you just say, Reggie Jackson? Reg oh. <laughs> um, jeez. He has to go up against Patrick Beverly. Okay. Kawhi Leonard. Paul George. Nicholas Batum. Because you just named one of our homies when you said Reggie Jackson. <laughs> Like, what? Like, no disrespect to Reggie Jackson, but come on. What has he really done lately? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I just think going against all those guys, those guys can all switch up, guard him, 
the game is Dallas's game is a little simple. You know, that Luca get the ball, go off a screen, either he throws up the lob, goes up for a shot, kicks out. I think Port I think Clippers are gonna figure this out and actually strap up. No, I, don't think, I, don't think, I don't think they're gonna play around this year like they did last year. They did better not with Dallas. <laughs> they're one right there watching. You know, you know. So with that being said, let's look at um the awards. NBA came up with their finalists. Let's go. Talk to me. All right. So let's see. So first we got defensive player of the year. I want to start with that one because that's a big one. The final last the finalists are. Draymond Green, Ben Simmons, Rudy Gobert. To be honest, in this, on this one right here, I don't think to me, to be honest, it's going to be a very debatable one. I think it's a this very... This is not a debatable one? No, I don't think so. No, no. Okay. It's really not debatable for me. You know what I mean? And I'm just going to stay in the East on this one, and I'm giving it to Ben Simmons. Why? Maybe your question... But let me answer it for you, cause you know, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of shocked <laughs> that you made it that easy and said not Listen, the big. Uh, Philadelphia is what their number, their number one seed right now in the East. Yeah, one seed in the East. So, uh, Rudy Gobert is uh, one seed in the West. Just okay. Uh, okay, go ahead. Just go ahead. Though. No, I got, of course I, I heard you. Know. I heard you. But let me make my case for him because he's a six. What I think he's like six eight. You know what yeah, I mean? Like six seven, six eight. Yeah, yeah. six eight guy that's guarding one through four, right? And he is their bond handler, and he's also their defensive guy. That he's going against the top guys on the opposite team. So teams are using their best players to get away from Ben Simmons. That's a true sign of respect. So Ben, just being his frame, is able to guard space and man. So and no teams are picking on him on defense because I know who you're going for. I don't disagree with you one bit on that. Like, uh, I do believe Ben Simmons is a top three defender in our league. I think he's second. <laughs> second to who? Rudy Gobert. Bro, the man just won it last year, bro. The man can win as many times as he wants. I think he's going for his third. Bro, you just like to give the same award to everybody else. Be like, I like up, to man. award the people that actually, I, I personally think deserve it. I, honestly, I'm not mad if Ben Simmons or Rudy Gobert gets it. I'm not mad. Hold on. Besides block shots, what does Rudy Gobert pres- like? Pres- he protects the rim. Game? Oh, got- fam. All you have to do is jump straight up. He protects the rim. And you call that skill set? I call it defense. Can I'm he talking guard- about defense. Can, can he guard? No, he can't guard guards. Okay. Can he Can he even guard another big besides the center position? Nah. Exactly. But his so- help defense and what he does in that, on that side of the ball is... Is why you Utah is the first seed. No, you're telling Utah, me, no, you're telling Utah's, Utah's in the first seed because of their spacing and their guys that can shoot. You're telling me Donovan Mitchell, Michael Conley are the reasons, and their offense is the reasons why Utah's in the first seed. I think their offense is way more scarier than their defense. That's what no, I'm telling you. I think Rudy Gobert changes that whole thing. Bro, Rudy Gobert, you know what I mean? Listen, every team that goes against Utah is putting Rudy Gobert in a pick and roll and they're isolating all day. They're picking on him. He's not He's not quick enough out there. He cannot guard man and space at the same time. I'm telling you. But they do that and now he's defensive player of the year. So something, he did something right. Nah, but I mean, he's like, in the conversation. He's a finalist. No, I'm just saying. I'm, I don't. To be honest, he's gonna be in the finalist for every what for the next three, four years. Mm. Like you know what I mean. I so, so like, yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's the same thing for LeBron. LeBron can be in MVP conversations every year. That's true. You know what I mean? So, like, to be honest, I don't, I don't think this year, because he hasn't shown any kind of improvement from last year to this year. With Ben Simmons and his team, I think there's, a, there's, that's, there's more of a case for him, and I think I give it to him. Okay, so you got Ben Simmons. I got Rudy Gobert. Let's talk about the six-man award. Is that a debate? To be honest, not. I think this is one. This one's easy too. I think. All right. So here's the last, uh, the finalists. We got Jordan Clarkson, his teammate Joe Ingles, and former MVP Derrick Rose. That's crazy how they they, got, they can get two. You know what's funny? So you have to uh, be on the bench more than the games you started. So uh, he started like 31 games and he came off the bench like 36. Yeah, That's yeah, why he's yeah. eligible to be in it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy that, that one team has two players. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that before. But yeah. obviously, my vote goes to Jordan Clarkson. You know, his body of work from, from the beginning of the season until now, I think he deserves it. And he was the most consistent. And on top of that, his team's number one in the, in the West. So it's Jordan Clarkson for me. That guy's having fun balling. That guy does not care. That I'm man just you, had bare fun. His, he braided his hair. You know what I mean? Some of them when you get a braid up, man. <laughs> when the license get a braid up, they're different guys. Different when they get a braid up, bro, it's different, man. All right, let's move on, move on to most improved player. The finalists are Jeremy Grant, Michael Porter Jr., and Julius Randle. Who gets it? I think you could just... Skip through this one because right, this so one. we're moving. We'll do this your one is, we're good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Forgive. Let's go. Not all right. Let's, let's move to rookie of the year. We got Lamelo Ball, Anthony Ant Edwards, <laughs> and Tyrese Halliburton. I like that kid, bro. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I was thinking about it too. I'm like, this kid's solid. No, I like it. I, I like it. Sacramento. Yeah, I like him though, but you know, brave Sacramento is—I don't know what the hell they're doing over there. You know, <laughs> I don't know what's going on in, it out. in Sacramento. You know what I mean? But I like him. I think him being part of their backcourt with um, Fox. Fox. I mean, you know, they got and Buddy Hill. I mean, they have they have something over there. You know what I mean? And he got some playing time, but I think he wasn't consistent enough, and they didn't give him a chance. He's you only know, averaging like game, 11 points. Yeah, like every game, I don't think they gave him an opportunity to really blossom. So, you know what I mean? I think it's going to be easy just, just because of the body of work. I'm, and I'm going to give it to Charlotte, uh, LaMelo. So, you're not going to penalize LaMelo for missing about a month? Hell no. Four to six weeks. Bro, I cannot. Yo, you seen the highlights what this guy's been doing? Oh, yo. This guy's uh, NBA mixtape is... Mod. Bro, the man is on a... Like, he's just on something. And remember, he has his brothers that he watched play. And so, he, like, to him, there's no pressure because he's like, my brother did it. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, I can do it too. And the man was overseas. His, head, his mindset is, yo, I'm better than my brothers. Facts. And he said, my older brothers, I'm better than them. That's so sad. No, but I think coming into the game, I, like, and the work that he's done, I think he's... I think he was better than his brother. No, 100%. I think everyone can say when Lamelo was not in the NBA, they thought he was going to be better than his brother. But still sad. <laughs> still so sad. Who's your vote for this, though? My vote for this... Uh, You're like quiet over there, It's going to be Anthony Edwards. What? I think he had a good first half of the season and then had an amazing second half. And with Lamelo going down, it was too easy. To be honest, his first half was, was, I don't know, I don't even know what His first half was was good. 
Uh, that's what you want to call it? Yeah, I want to call him good. <laughs> not Bro. great. Not Remember, you're comparing, you're comparing him to Lamelo, what he had. Lamelo was yeah, all Lamelo, the guns blazing. Yeah, like he, he was, was rookie year, right off the jump, rookie year. Lamelo. Yeah, because remember, he, he Lamelo plays the guard position, so he controls the ball, the yeah. pace, the tempo. And Anthony Edwards was playing off of Russell. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he's not really touching the ball. And remember, he's the third option on that team. Yeah. Lamelo's he could put himself in the first. Two options on that team, so you know what I mean. Yeah, the ball's so, always in his hand. Yeah, the ball's always in his hand. So and so, like I said, I'm nah. I don't think I don't think Edwards put enough enough body work for him to get that. I think Lamelo will get it, and and he deserves it. So you, you so you're saying Lamelo, even though he missed about a month. Yeah, a month or so. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with Anthony Edwards. <laughs> I think you can't you can't miss a significant amount of games and still be. Win an award, in my opinion, unless you were like no one's close to you. Anthony Edwards was balling. The only reason why Lamelo was better was because everything other than scoring that he was doing, like Lamelo was passing, rebounding. No, but he he came out. He was playing. Yo, listen, they were comparing him to Jason Kidd. I I, I see the resemblance. No, hundred percent. You know what I mean? But I think he was a better shooter than Jason Kidd coming yeah. into the game. You Starting know what I mean? League, yeah. So, like, we, that was the question coming into the draft, too. They said, oh, can he shoot? He's proven it. Oh, yeah. He's he proven did. it. You know what I mean? So, that's why I gave it to him. You know, I think he just put in more work than, than Edwards. And if if it wasn't maybe 72 games a season, if it was 82, then maybe... Maybe. Maybe, maybe then it will be like a 50-50. But yeah, maybe. that 10 games means a lot because... Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, 100%. I don't, I don't disagree with you, but I'm still going to stick with Ant, and you're going to still stick with LaMelo? 100%. All right, let's move over to Coaches of the Years. The finalists, Quinn Snyder, Tom Thibodeau, Monty Williams. I know Monty Williams is your guy. <laughs> you know what I mean, man? Monty, Monty's a different guy, you know what I mean? I think he, because he was a player coach, like he played in the league before, you know what I mean? And he had some success when he was coaching Chris Paul. So... And now, ironically, he's coaching Chris Paul again. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. and I just think their improvement in Phoenix, nobody expected them to be this good, but they did. There were expectations that they should get better because of Chris Paul, but no one thought they could be in the top two, two. in the West. You know what yeah, I mean? Like crazy. that is that is a huge that's a huge improvement. Again, I'll give credit to the other guy. Tibbs, Tibbs did a good job. And I know that's your guy. And yeah, <laughs> but what about Quinn Snyder? Why not Why not Quinn Snyder? I think because he won it, like, what was it, two years ago, within the last I'm two not, years? I'm not too sure if he won it, but Utah is the best team in the West. Would you have thought Utah would have been top five coming into this year? Yes. You thought Utah would have been better than Portland? Utah, Utah is pretty tough. Yeah, but you thought they are going to be better than Portland? Denver? Lakers, Clippers. I didn't. Maybe I think maybe Denver. I don't like know Utah, about that. Like Mitchell is tough, man. Like yeah, but Mitchell by him. Mitchell is one. Like he's the offensive threat. You can relax on offense. You just gotta guard Mitchell up front and then make sure you just cover shooters. And yeah, your big, the big is not existing. He's just gonna catch lobs and rebounds. Yeah, but they also got Joe Ingles. They got yeah, but think about on Denver on, on the Denver side. They got they have a team over there. No, but mm, when and you say experience. like that, I guess maybe. But I mean, like Utah, everyone expected Utah to be good. Like I expected not first them. in the West. Yeah, maybe not first. You know what I mean? But they, like, we've seen their improvement year by year. 
and they they collapsed last year in the bubble when they're facing Denver. So like there were pressure on them coming into the season to play good. So I mean they they I know about fifty two and twenty best record in the NBA. Nah, congratulations to them. You better make it past the first round. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I give it to Monte. I like Monte on this one. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Tom Tabuto because the Knicks are not supposed to make the playoffs. Facts. It's it, it's so simple that he turned the Knicks from a team that everyone's gonna be like, ah, oh, we're gonna hear Stephen A. Smith crying, blow my Knicks. But but he brought in like he used to get knocked for wearing players down, like. Oh, people you say, oh, yo, Tom Tabuto doesn't know how to coach properly because he just makes his players, like, literally runs them to the ground. They get fatigued, they get tired fast, come playoff time, they're not ready. Now they're beat. But he got a young, really young team in New York. And you build around Julius Randle, that team is looking really good. You bring in Derrick Rose. Oh, 100%. Like, I, I, I really think what Tom Tabuto did over here was nothing short of amazing. No, obviously, like, you know, and in, in, like, in a different way of looking at it, he's like an old head, you know what I mean? Tim's yep. an old head. He's been around the block too many times, you know what I mean? It's like that old head that's always there, always there. telling you about the old days, like, you know what I yep. mean? Like, you're a big dog, like, your man have been growing up, like, we don't want to hear this no more, you know what I mean? But give credit to him, you know, he had to, he had to adjust too, you know what I mean? I'm telling you, yeah, yeah. Serious adjustment. Vacation and some tannin, it worked for him, B. He was blessed. John would be smoking cigars, yeah. Living life. All right. Last and not least, MVP. Uh, here's a finalist, okay? Stephen uh, Curry, Joel Embiid, and the Joker. Here's my problem. Stephen Curry should not be in this conversation. What? Listen, what? I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. What? He's not in the playoffs. Yeah, but... They lost. It's an individual award, though. But there's no way you can... Say, oh yeah, Stephen Curry, most valuable player in our league, is someone that's not playing in the playoffs. That's how I look at it. No, obviously it looks bad. Yes. Yeah. If you say just based on presentation, yeah, based on how it looks, it just does not look good. Yeah, obviously. But remember, he's gonna award uh, award losers. No, no, I just think because the, his, you, know, you couldn't you couldn't doubt his numbers. Like he no, was put, like you know what I mean. Based on the numbers that he was putting up, I mean, like you have to give him his flowers for that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I don't think. He is even the top. Like, I don't think he's in the top two. Like, I think it could be Joker. No, 100%. And, you know what I mean? And who else was there? Embiid. Embiid. So, so those are, and, and that's surprising. It's two bigs. No, I, yo, no one played as good as these guys. You know what I mean? It's two bigs. So, yeah. And like, Curry, don't get me wrong. Curry is a MVP candidate this year with the way he's doing based off his numbers, taking away him not making the playoffs, but it's just, how do you say Stephen Curry should be MVP when these guys are a walking double-double? <laughs> Joker is at like eight assists, seven assists. No, 100%. That's what I think. My, and if you're going to ask me for my pick, I'm going to pick the Joker because he's leading his team in three different categories. Yeah, points, rebounds, and assists. You know what I mean? And and that's and that's unbelievable for a person that's his height. Like, how is he leading? How yeah. is he... A, a guy leading you in assist, you know what I mean, or like in points, yeah. like. And for him, he does it night in and night out. You know what I mean. He hasn't missed a game, and he's done it consistently. So you have to respect that. You know what I mean. Like it's it's not easy to wake up every day and try something that you never know that you're gonna make it. Like you know what I mean. So that you have to give respect on that. A hundred percent. I just think 
this goes back to what I said earlier about the rookies. Embiid missed a lot of games too. And I think that's the only thing I heard him though. Yeah, him missing games and his team being still good showed that that team pro- yeah. could, could do without Embiid. 100%. Right? But Embiid missing games, Joker being healthy, I think it's, it's, it's clear cut for me. And on top of that, the assists are completely different. Oh, 100%. So for me, I got to go with the Joker. So we agree on that one then. Yeah, I guess we agree on it. Jeez. So with that being said, that's all for us today. Say what, that's it? That's it. You know, starting the first episode, just talking about the playoffs and MVPs, man. What do you think about the first episode? Bro, I loved it, man. I thought it would be different and and stuff, but I like it. You know what I mean? It's it's fun to do. Yeah. And before we head out, we'll give a couple shout outs. Any shout outs you want to give? Hey man, the guys behind the scenes always do this. I always support us, help us. You know what I mean? A one shots. Give out, give out a photographer a one shots. You know what I mean? He's he's keeping us funky with it. You know what I mean? He's keeping me look young and stuff. So shout out to him. Uh, for me, I'm gonna shout out uh free game all game. If you guys don't know them, check them out. They're very respect on that. Very knowledgeable kids. Actually, I'm, I'm not gonna disrespect them. Call them kids, you know. <laughs> These are some big dogs. Big you know, dogs. Go listen to it. It's really, really helpful things to learn. And also, I'm going to give a shout out to 11 on 11 podcast. Shout out to them. You know what I mean? They, they gave us some space and knowledge too. With yeah, that. those guys are the ones that gave us that little push that we needed to, to get on here and do this, you know? So shout out to you guys. And for people that don't know what 11 on 11 on is, it's a soccer podcast. We just talk about things related to soccer. So make sure you go check them out because we're not going to talk about soccer. Bro, you, I can't even play that sport. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's I sad. He's African, fam. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. I didn't, I didn't get the running part. You know what I mean? Yeah, I missed oh, on that run? one. No, I just... It's consistently not. Like nah. I ain't gonna hit him. I ain't... I ain't, I ain't nah, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to think about it right now. <laughs> I'm already saying, nah. <laughs> nah, I can't be no goalie. Yeah, shout out to those guys, boy. That's it for... Game for game. Shit, we out.